Blog Talk Radio. intro all the way from one year ago it is episode 52 it is the one year anniversary a little bit late but we get it here we promised and here we are it's nate it's tim and tr all three are on board for this one gentlemen how is your night good day (laughs) tr are you with us finally tr shock has come back to why Ben can't jump. <laughs> He's back, ladies and gentlemen. It uh, is the beautiful anniversary show, and I do want to apologize for the delays last stop, week. Stop before you stop before you say it. We don't apologize because we congratulate Nate. Now continue. Okay. Well, I became a father last Wednesday at seven twenty. Uh, to my child. Uh, Cade Michael Earl Bush was born uh, at 7.20 on Halloween night. And then we were shooting for the weekend and things went awry. And then Monday, old Nate here goes to the hospital and has to have his appendix removed. So, yeah. And I just got home today. This is my Jordan flu game, but I'm still here. Appendix removed. I'm back. Sore as hell, but I'm doing this show because I I wanted to do this show. I've been looking forward to this now for weeks, let's, uh, and we're here. Let us be let's be clear here that uh, getting your appendix out is just West Virginia slang for a zucchini removed from a certain spot. <laughs> I hate you Canadians. I'll be freeze to death tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm headed, yeah I mean, I'm headed there, but that's I'm, that's a fresh story for another night. I mean, he's a show stealer. He had to uh, remove more from his stomach than Autumn had to. <laughs> gallons uh, and gallons, as they say. You know me. But anyway, yeah, gentlemen, we are here. It is the return of Wide Men Can't Jump after a hiatus for a week, but we're here now. We are ready. Great show lined up for us tonight. We're going to go backwards and forwards in time, but... Let's go ahead and kick off this episode the way we used to kick off every episode and the way that I always love. TR, Philadelphia's own, the Sixers right now sitting in the Eastern Conference about where we predicted they would be. As of right now, we're looking at the standings, and your Philadelphia 76ers are sitting in the fifth position at 6-5. and five. What are your thoughts early on in this season, TR, with your Sixers right now, especially with the lack of backcourt depth that they've been showing as of late? Well, they're on in the background. I'm on location in Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania tonight for the anniversary show, but they're on in the background. They're about to tip off against the uh, Indiana Pacers, and they're at Indiana, which means a guaranteed loss because they're 6-0 and at home and 0-5 on the road. 
Um, the loss to the Nets was embarrassing. Uh, you know, you, you can't you can't really dog Embiid because he's producing numbers. He said he would average 27 a game. He's averaging 28 or something like that. And double-digit boards. But the rest of them are just, you know, goofs. Brett Brown, I mean, I tried to give him year after year what he had to deal with, but he's just not a top coach. Um <clears throat> You know, one instance was that Detroit scenario where they lost, which we probably went over the last show, but running a, a last-second play where your seven-foot-two guy shoots a three-pointer as a bait-and-switch with J.J. Redick. I mean, come on. Anyhow, um, Indiana should blast them tonight. Their guards are terrible. Um, the Duke Blue Devils, Zion Williamson and um, – uh, help me, the the, the left hand kid that scores ass off. R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett could play two on two with Fultz and Simmons any day of the week and destroy them. I'd take those two in a heartbeat. Um, trans transcendent player and shit. They say about Simmons. It's so easy to get a triple double if that's your mindset. If you watch, half of his rebounds are going to be from the free throw line when you're in position where they don't give a fuck where it you know, plops down. And that's how Russell Westbrook got a lot of his rebounds. It ain't like Russell Westbrook's boxing out Andre Drummond and, and leaping over him to get his 10. It's just cheap, long, bullshit-ass rebounds. It's good floor awareness. But trans, and I can't even say that goddamn name. I'm thinking of Karen from Philly with the trans reference. Transgender player, whatever the fuck... Tra- they say transcendent around here. We have Ben Simmons, who's a trans transcendent. What? Go play the four. Uh, you know, I like T.J. McConnell, but if he's not, you know, if you don't like him, put get somebody else to fucking run the point and get him slashing because the dude doesn't shoot. He dunks, and he can handle the ball on a fast break either way. So, I don't know. I'm not happy with them. I know they're they're a fifth seed. Uh, I don't know. I think I gave them a four seed when we predicted, but I'm pissed at myself because I backed off Milwaukee and they're playing very well. Um, I say they're going to remain a fifth seed if that. And if they don't win a road game soon, uh, Mr. Brett Brown's going to be seeing a, a quick exit, I, I would think. Well, again, it is early in the year, so we don't want to. We don't want to say, oh, well, woe is them yet. So, But I can see your frustration, especially being highly touted as like one of the top two teams in the East and struggling out of the gate, especially losing that Brooklyn game. Oh, my goodness. I took Philly in that game, and they just got torched um, on the spread. It wasn't even close. Um, let me see. The final on that game was 122-97. to the Nets scored 39 points off of 28 turnovers in that game. And I'm looking at the box score, and your top scorer in that game was Simmons. He had 20 and 12 and beat at 16 and 15. But Simmons finishes at minus 15 in the plus minus, and beat at minus 5. Landry Shamed at minus 28. Muscola minus 25. Reddick minus 16. Uh, nobody finished in the positives. The closest guy to the positives was TJ McConnell at minus 3 at least the guys that played significant minutes, and he only played five minutes in the whole game. Yeah, they're taking away his minutes to showcase this Markel Fultz. How many years do I got to tell people, hey, he's not good? But, um, yeah, these ESPN guys I had, you know, before we went on the air, Paul Pierce is just like a moron, and 
Uh, I like Chauncey Billups, and I like uh, Jalen Rose. Like, I, I just think they're cool dudes, but they really should listen to us because they're talking about <laughs> Philadelphia, and and they're talking about, um, you know, Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz, this, that, and the other, and they're like, will they win on the road tonight? And um, They're acting as if, like, Philly's an elite team, and I know you just pointed out it's early, but they don't have Bellinelli and Ilyasova to give them a 16-game win streak anymore. They've got nothing. I mean, they got a guy like Bellinelli, and he's younger and taller in Furkan Korkmaz, who can't even see the fucking floor because they're worried about their investment and their marketing of Markel Fultz. And it's just, you know, it's hard to it's hard to fully blame Brett Brown because you know he only takes orders from up top, and they want to sell more jerseys and all that kind of shit. But. Uh, I don't got enough energy. Uh, I'll, I'll probably I'll probably turn the game off behind me. Uh, but one thing I wanted to say before you before you, before you start on the Tim, Timberwolves, a nice gesture which I'm sure you're aware of with that Duke game. Um, Jimmy Butler lent his private jet so um, Tyus Jones could see his brother play. Nice gesture yeah, for I, such a bad teammate. It, it was it was a nice gesture. Jimmy's always had a soft spot for Tyus. Tyus is a hard worker and. You know, I'll, I'll give credit where credit's due. That was very nice of him. Still, fuck him, but that was a very nice gesture of him um, to do that for Tyus. But the Duke game, we're going to talk about that Duke game uh, a little bit uh, later on here. Tim is joining us tonight in a rare appearance on Wide Men Can't Jump uh, for all three of us because it is the one-year anniversary show. Yes, the crowd goes wild or mild, whichever. Indeed. But... Uh, Whenever Tim's on, whenever Tim, yeah, whenever Tim is on the show, that's when we all just sit back and just kind of go. Tell me, tell me, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yes. Guilty as charged, sir. (laughs) But Tim, I was, I was going to throw in there on that whole Jimmy Butler thing. Go ahead. Um, ahead. Does does uh, Jimmy Butler does he give back uh, uh, when he decides he doesn't want to play and takes a night off? Does he get to give back part of his? Does he like to get back part of his check? And then I'd like to I'd like to extend that to our good friend, Mr. Leonard up here in Toronto, who only plays every third game. Uh, I kind of get it, but I, well, I guess in Butler's case, I don't get it. Leonard, I guess he was hurt most of the year last year, right? So he's they're probably bringing him. Is Kawhi taking is Kawhi taking a lot of games off? I'll be honest, I haven't really been paying that much. Yeah, attention. Hey, every 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 second or third one, they declare that he's just not quite ready to go and. And he takes the bench, or doesn't even dress. Um, yeah, but the, those fuckers quite, still win. Those fuckers still win anyway, which is pissing me off. They won time. anyway, but it, but it seems odd to me that you're willing to pay. A, uh, I, I don't know another business in the world where you would sign a contract for X amount of dollars and then only show up for work when you felt like it, and still get paid. Yeah, especially in the case of Butler, who who doesn't. Uh, I guess they don't. He just tells them, "Hey, I'm not playing tonight." And be very vocal, and be very vocal about where you don't want to be, because Kawhi and Jimmy Butler are both vocal that they don't want to be where they're at right now. It just it just seems kind of nice that because uh, I, I was kind of feeling that the white men were kind of going the way of the NBA here for the last while because guys were dropping <laughs> like like flies, and then I thought maybe a more an apt analogy was we had become the Philadelphia Eagles, where, where right. our stars were 
where our well, no, our stars were down and out and hurt, and we were going with the reserves. I mean, I can't carry the basketball show, guys. It's a no, good, last year's last year's last year's yeah, underdog Eagles, where you know where we had we had our our, our our stars were dropping faster than we could replace them. I mean, so you played guns for for the you had uh, the play the anniversary you had show. the. You had to play the role of uh, Chris Long and um, Lane Johnson with your underdog. Well, I, I did my best to be Nick Foles, but I didn't quite, I didn't quite MVP it. Hey? Well, you don't have that big of a cock like he does, from what I hear in the shower. But anyway, you well, speak, that, sir. Speaking, speaking, speaking of big of cock in the shower, speaking of big cock, let's let's take a minute here and throw this one here. We actually, Tim and I had a chance to sit down the other night, and you know, with this being the one-year anniversary show, we wanted to go out and get some guests from the past and kind of keep a modern touch with an old-school feel here on the one-year anniversary show. We talked to the guy who basically got us on the air to start with to get this show rolling. We talked with Chris Gamuffa from LaughCast.com. We were able to get Muff on the air, and he talked for a little bit with us, and he even gave us uh, some interesting old TR stories as well that TR has not heard yet. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we'll just say New Jack's involved, and we'll let you you fill in the blanks from there, TR. Uh, (laughs) Oh, boy. So, Tim and I had a chance to talk with Mr. Scamuffa. We're going to take our, we recorded that interview. We're going to play that now. So, everyone enjoy this interview with the man that brought you Wide Men Can't Jump for the first time before we ventured off to another uh, platform, Mr. Chris Gamuffa. Let's get to that right now. Well, joining myself and Mr. Dombrova right now is the man, the myth, the legend, the man who put Wide Men Can't Jump out for the first time, the one and only Chris Scamuffa. Muff is in the house. What's up? What's going on, fellas? The crowd goes wild. They should. Without this guy, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen, this is the one. Oh, please. You're a legend in the wide man annals. You you are the man who gave us our break and got us our first episodes out on LaughCast.com. And we want everybody to make sure you go check out LaughCast. They have some great comedy shows, great podcasts like Monumental Waste of Time, and just so many other great things. And definitely show Mr. Chris Scamuffa some love. That's LaughCast.com, L-A-F-F-C-A-S-T. Check them out there or on the LaughCast app. Checking them out. So we got the plug out of the way early for you, man. I want to make sure we plug Sweet. stuff. I appreciate it. No problem. So Chris originally got Wide Men Can't Jump Our Start. He was there for the debut episodes back when I was using Skype on my cell phone to do the shows over a year ago before oh, I actually bought it. A... Oh, I know. Trust me. And I apologize for that. I had no idea about anything. But now I have equipment <laughs> to kind of help out. Uh, but Chris was, was great. Uh, he helped us out in so much, uh, at LaughCast. What, what do you remember about those early days of, of the wide men guys who would just interrupt your life every Wednesday? Uh, you know, I guess the one thing that stood out to me was, you know, the technical issues of trying to get you, you know, situated online through Skype and, yeah. uh, 
you know, and then making sure TR was here <laughs> in the building at the same time. <laughs> uh, you know, but nothing too out of the ordinary. Thomas Robinson. I do remember uh, the first show, I I forgot that uh, you guys wanted to call it Wide Man Can't Jump, and what was the name that I kind of went with, or not went with, but the I think, first name I you think gave we, me and I put. No, the first thing we gave you was uh, uh, TR and I could not come up with a name. We just couldn't. Like, we could not come up with anything, and nothing sounded good. Um, I think the name that we were like, uh, let's go with uh, Bald Beards and Basketball. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was the name. And then like the eleventh hour, the day before the show, Tom and I were talking and he said, Man, I wish we could come up with, with something really catchy, something that would be like a play on, you know, white white men can't jump or, or something like that. He said, But about fat guys and I don't know how to do it and he goes, I couldn't think of nothing and I just said, Well, why don't we call it wide men can't jump since we're both big guys, we're wide. Wide men can't and he's like that's fucking perfect. <laughs> and we that's, just, that's great. We took off with it from there. And, that's uh, TR, always, yeah. doubt, always doubting himself when he's got a good idea. Yeah, I mean, he's he's had some great ideas. I, I love the, the early days with the, um, the video, because I don't know if anybody knows this. If you didn't know and you're a new listener to the show – we used to have video with our um, with our show. It'd be me and TR. I would Skype in from West Virginia. TR would be live in LaughCast Studios over in Media, Pennsylvania, and we would uh, you would see him and I. He could see me, but I couldn't see him. And I would be actually in my garage of all places. <laughs> I'd go to my garage and sit in front of my garage door in the freezing cold of the winter time, and and uh, we would do this show and. I remember we were still with uh, still with Chris whenever uh, we had Brother Love, Bruce Pritchard, come on for an interview once. I remember that. Yep. Yeah, that was a good Tim, one. And Tim used to call in because I remember you were so excited because we got Brother Love to say, I love you. <laughs> really excited about that. Uh, Tim, thing, you used, you know? Yeah, little things like that are fun. Tim, you used to uh, run... Uh, emails over to uh, Chris uh, from your I cousin, Mr. Flynn Flon. Well, you see, let, let's pull, we'll pull back the curtain a, a smidgen bit. Uh, Tom had kind of, well, not falsely advertised Chris, but he had talked to me uh, about him and made it sound like he was a Flyers fan and nothing else. I've since come to know that he's also a pretty big uh, Eagles fan. That was kind of the inspiration for the Frank character to some degree that he was just going to be about nothing but I believe the first show it was uh, if I remember correctly he phoned in wanting to talk about Simmons but you guys were talking about Ben Simmons yeah that sounds all right and and Frank, Frank wanted to talk about Wayne Simmons and couldn't believe how incredibly stupid you both were and it kind of <laughs> was a running gag for a while but it just got too hard to uh, it's too, uh, too hard to come up with something every week. So Frank Frank makes appearances every now and then, rewrites uh, the odd song now and then. But for the most part, he's went back up north. I remember a lot of Bobby Clark. A lot of Bobby Clark. Flynn Flon. Yeah. A lot of Flynn Flon. Uh, and I also remember, I'm actually looking at, um, <laughs> if nobody, if you ever get, uh, to the point where you want to go back and look 
on the Wide Men back catalog. We have just got some of the wildest episodes from our LaughCast days. Because um, uh, we had this one, T.O.'s Dick was, <laughs> was what we called one of the episodes. I remember we were trying to come up with a name and we were talking about uh, the guy for the Clippers named T.O.'s Dick. There's some great, great stuff in uh, in our back catalog. I remember I had to shave my beard whenever the Sixers beat the Wolves. In uh, that, that, was a, that was a frank that was a frank idea. Yeah, that was a frank idea. And uh, be a Chris, challenge. Now, now Chris was Chris was a great producer. We loved having Chris, and he could do so much. I mean, I would give him like maybe five minutes heads up, and Chris would come up and do some of the greatest, uh, just editing tricks as fast as he could. And I, and I apologize, sir, ahead of time now for what I did back uh, then. Be like, hey, can you do this. <laughs> That's all right, man. You wouldn't be the first one. I have plenty before you that uh, trained me really well or prepared me really well, I should say. And uh, so, how he long also, exactly? Uh, let's get down. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, I was just going to say, he also the, had oh, us. Uh, <laughs> we still can't get this down, can we? <laughs> A year yeah, later. But uh, Chris also had uh, our good friend Jeff Simmons uh, run the board with us. And I remember the uh, the TR. Story about Denny's at three in the morning. That was a that was a fun one. Oh man, that was a fun show. Uh, and then the of course the infamous episode the the one where we had Fly Eagles Fly when the Eagles had won the Super Bowl last year. We uh, we had Jim Peterson call in with Laughcast. That was a great episode. We we had so many fun episodes. Like it's just hard to name them all. And then of course one of my personal favorites the. Jeff versus TR trivia showdown of 76ers trivia. That one was fun. That, that was one. Of oh yeah, that was that was a good one. Yeah, that one was fun. Uh, it ended up coming down to a uh, a uh, a question, a bonus question. I had to pull out of my ass because Tim and I both came up with those. But uh, anyway, Tim, as you were saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no problem. I was just gonna I was gonna get down to the brass tacks. Uh... I wanted to know, because I'm not sure if it's ever been said. Chris, how long have you actually known Tom? Are you guys like childhood friends or later on? No, I met him through LeftCast. Um, God, when did I, like, first meet him? Like, which show? Because I don't think, maybe it was his first show with his buddy. He always uh, says Danger Radio. uh, He always says Danger Radio. Yeah. Yeah, Danger Radio was the first uh, podcast, him and... His buddy Mez had started here at LaughCast. It was like the, I want to guess, like the fifth or sixth show on LaughCast. And, um, you know, he might have been a guest prior, like on, a, on one of the earlier shows, but then they they must have liked it so much they wanted to spin out and do their own show. And that's when I met TR. You know, I, we're not childhood buddies, even though we're relatively, you know, grew up in the same neighborhood. Um, you know, so... Yeah, like I said, I, I've only known him, you know, less than ten years. Okay, so so he's always been in your ten years. He's always been kind of how he is now. That uh, how do I put it? Um, the the gentle giant, lovable doofus. I was going to go with. <laughs> yeah, that, Good he's always been the same. He's always been the same tr to me. Um, it was weird when he brought in a picture of him in his. Uh, you know, teenage days, and I was like, who, who is this? A picture? That's me. And I'm like, that looks nothing like what I'm looking at right now. 
<laughs> has, he all, has he always been uh, horrible with time like he is now? Um, for the most part, yeah. I mean, not uh, not right <laughs> now. It's you know he'd be he'd be about like five minutes late or whatever, and that wasn't constant. It was you know here and there. But I guess Fair I wouldn't enough. doubt it if he uh, he had a uh, fun day watching football, even though the Eagles aren't on today. Uh, and probably got ahead of himself to go to sleep. Is my guess. <laughs> that well, that's the reason why we wanted you on today because I know you're a busy, busy man during the week. And I saw the schedule this week and it said Eagles were on the bye. And I'm like, well, if we're going to talk to Chris Gamuffa, today's the day <laughs> to talk to him. Um, and I'm sorry that we we had to postpone our conversation a couple times. Uh, that was on me. I've been a little busy past week. Uh, so. Yeah, which by the way, congrats. Um, I, you know, as you know, I'm preparing for the same venture. And, uh, you know, it's not just podcasts and work keeping me busy. This is my first. Oh, goodness. Well, sir, let me tell you this. this I've been a dad now for not even a week. And I'll tell you this. Sleep now because it's over. (laughs) Because now I sleep in in two-hour bursts now unless I get lucky and – my my lovely fiance Autumn allows me to sleep a little longer, but I sleep basically now in two to three hour bursts. Yeah, it's true, wow. but but don't don't let anybody kid you. It is the the single greatest thing. When that when that child oh, is born, there ain't nothing. There's nothing better. You, you you can't top it. Nothing will ever top it in your life. And it. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm still like in in my mind. I'm still like wondering how that's possible. But in a sense, I'm also excited to see that happen oh, or yeah. feel that happen. Yeah. Something, uh, a, a switch goes off, man. Somebody turns on a switch in you somewhere, and it, everything is different. From uh, if you have a boy, it's it's spectacular. Uh, for a dad, or at least I found anyway, a, a female is even that turns on a different switch, and you go into protect mode. <laughs> it's uh, oh, you know, you can ask Tom. You can ask Tom about that. Tom still, I mean, his daughter's yeah. I don't know what I think twenty two or something, and he's still yeah, back in a baseball bat. Yeah, he still well, talks a baseball bat. I'll tell you this. Club. Whenever – are you having a boy or a girl, Chris, or do you know yet? We're, yeah, we're having a baby girl. Baby girl? Oh, okay. Boy. Well, I'll tell you this. When my son was born, I was in the delivery room. Uh, unfortunately, they had to do a C-section, but, uh, you know, Autumn's fine. She's doing great. Um, I heard him when he came out. He was crying. And – I saw him, and then as soon as they cleaned him up and they told me, here, do you want to hold your son, I held him. You, sir, if you're like me and, and like pretty much every other male in the in the world, you are going to cry like tears you've never cried before. <laughs> and I, I did. I bawled like a baby, and I regret absolutely yep. nothing about it. He's the best thing oh, in yeah. the world. I expect I wouldn't that as well, break. and I don't uh, hide my emotions. At least I don't believe I do, and I'll probably be the same way, just bawling my eyes out. You know, I'm probably gonna it. probably gonna have to make sure I don't drown the baby with tears. So you got you uh, got names picked out. Uh, her name is going to be Isabella Linda. I like that's that. A, Thank that's you. That's kind of going back to a little bit of old school there. I don't know, is it? Well, in the sense that you didn't name it, you know, uh, 
you know, Brittany or Tiffany or, you know, whatever it's the, oh, you know, whatever no. the, the, you know, that, you know, whatever's big in the culture, there was a thousand, uh, Katy Perry, you know, that sort of thing where you name it after the latest, greatest fad. Isabella. No, I'm not. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know where the name came from. We know, we knew the middle name was going to be my mother's name. Um, but at first, actually, we, we were guessing it was going to be a boy, and we had the name picked out, Philip, and we were calling him Philip, and then the day came, we found out the sex, and, you know, we didn't do any, like, uh, reveal party or anything like that. We just wanted to know, and we found out it was a girl, and they were like, what are we going to name her? And it took us, uh, I would guess, three or so days to finally land on the good name that we really liked. And well, that's, that's when you knew when you thought with. it was going to be a a boy. Was there ever any thought of Carson Wentz, Gamuffa? <laughs> For a second. <laughs> well, my son, I called him Nature Boy, and I still do a little bit. But he's he's doing uh he he's he's special, man. I'm telling you, and I'm and I'm sure your little girl is going to be special, and and you're going to love fatherhood, even though you're going to lose all kinds of sleep. You are gonna just you're gonna love it because there's nothing thing. like seeing there's nothing like seeing your baby looking at you saying, just looking at you with its eyes and knowing that it's safe and knowing who you are and that's just and of course this is my three days of experience talking so uh, <laughs> so you, know. you got a good well, head start on me my friend I got thirty yeah. years in and it, it it doesn't change even now mine are both grown ups and they still you still. Yeah, no, once, yeah, I'm 50, so once, once that child comes, you are a dad for, for, till you die or they do, God willing, you go first, um, you know, that's it, that job, that job never stops, man, you are always a, always a dad from that point on, and it's, yeah, it's pretty cool, I I wouldn't change it. Well, Chris, before we let you get off here. Before we let you get off here, because I know you're a busy guy, and we want to make sure that you're able to uh, get back and, and rest and enjoy your Sunday, because you're a busy, busy man. Why don't you, uh, if you don't care, share with us uh, the story of the time TR and Danger Radio, and I know we've, we've heard this story before, but I want to hear it from your perspective. When TR and right, Danger Radio best. invaded LaughCast Studios with one new Jack in the house. Oh, that was that was an exciting night. Um, I, I don't remember exact specifics, but we were all amped to have him in studio. He was coming, he wasn't coming, he was coming, he wasn't coming. And finally he showed up and just took over the whole room like nobody's business. And everybody was just like just staring at him in awe and like shivering almost. Um, and he he was just an energetic guy, man. He he's He's an entertainer. And, uh, but I forget there was like one instance, I'm, my memory is terrible, but I remember there being like an instance where somebody like slightly offended him. And I can't remember like what was said for that to happen. And like the room, like you could feel the air get sucked out of the room, but somehow like it, it smoothed over properly or quickly. And, and, uh, you know, they got back to like, just kind of having a good show, but I, I wish I could tell you what show number that was. Um, but with like all of our LaughCast shows, we have a uh, library right there. If you click LaughCast.com and go to the bottom, there's an archive section. And 
uh, that'll bring you to all the shows that we've done here at LaughCast, all the audio versions, and you can click on any show and, and hear any previous show. Somebody might have to track that down. Yeah, I want to hear that, so I'm going to probably have to track that down. But, Chris, thank you so much so, uh, for getting on here with us. I got one quick this. question. Go ahead, go ahead uh, Tim. Who's more frightening, New Jack or Gritty? I would have to go with New Jack. Definitely New, New Jack. He he had me scared, and I was you know, I had three computers between us, you know. So, um, yeah, I, I find Gritty rather some frightening. Vague, <laughs> some vague reason I feel I feel as though New Jack was packing that night, whether it be a gun or some other weapon. Some I, I get the feeling like that that happened that night. So. Um, I'd be more frightened that the guy knew where I lived. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah seriously. Like, I'd be worried, you know, like three days later that he didn't, you know, somehow one of the nah, resources of his mind come up with the address and show up on your door unannounced. <laughs> <laughs> no, ultimately he came here to have a good time, and he did just that. And, and you know, it was a fun night. But, it, you know, we were beside ourselves that, uh, you know, a somewhat living legend is in my freaking basement slash studio, and uh, <laughs> it, it was a it was an amazing time. Cool. Well, Chris, thanks again well. for well, thanks again for jumping on with us here. I don't mean to take up too much of your time. I'll let you get back to your Sunday evening. And congratulations on the baby, and much continued success to LaughCast. That's LaughCast.com. Check out their shows in the library over at LaughCast.com or on the LaughCast app. Check it out. And thank you, Chris, for allowing Wide Men Can't Jump to grace Happy the birthday, airwaves. Gentlemen. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Chris, come up, ladies and gentlemen. Eagles, go. Later, boys. Later. Well, that's it. Our talk with Chris Kamuffa, the original producer of Wide Men Can't Jump. Tim T.R., you guys still with me? Yes, sir. <clears throat> I'm here. Awesome. I'm trying to get over that T.R. stunning was, piece of journalism. Was New Jack packing that night, T.R.? Uh, probably. Um, <laughs> he... he he had, uh, you know, he had his eye rings in that were actually like little fucking swords and fucking, uh, you know, eyebrow rings, but they were like pointy and, and sharpened up in case he had any kind of problem. And he had uh, his necklace, if he shook it, it turned into like mace or some shit. And he, he had all kind of shit on him. But, <clears throat> but yeah, it was uh, the, the moment that um, Chris was referring to was, Greg Lynn is a local comic and musician who I think at the time um, was guest co-hosting because my other co-host and I weren't, I don't know what the hell happened. But anyway, Greg kind of is one of those lack of self-awareness guys. And he thought like New Jack would like his video. So he showed him a comedy video and he had Mm -hmm. a black kid steal somebody's bike in the video. And New Jack's like, (laughs) no, you did not just show me that. And he was like, yeah, it's just a parody. And he's like, pardon my ass. Uh, like you said, it was a little tense for a moment, um, but it, it kind of smoothed itself out. <laughs> of 
find that. That sounds hilarious. But we do thank all the guys over at LaughCast and for basically helping us get started on this crazy trip that is Wide Men Can't Jump. And hopefully you guys enjoyed that little look behind the scenes there as we talked to Chris Kamuffa about some of the things going on and, and Tim giving TR a hard time. Tim's rough on you, man, I swear. But I love, but I love TR. That's how I show my appreciation. Like they say, uh, good or bad, as long as they're talking about you, you're still doing something right. But <laughs> um, we, I, I want to say because I, I I didn't know that that was news to me. But I, I kind of from a post or two that I saw, I think last week I I, I was guessing, but I'm glad to hear that. Uh, Muff and, and his lovely wife Michelle are uh, expecting. That is uh, new news to me. So if you're listening out there, Muff, congrats, buddy. Yeah, congratulations to them on their expecting of a, of a child. But guys, this holiday season, how about giving your wife or girlfriend something totally different? Something romantic that celebrates the unique connection between you and her. I'm talking about a luxury gift from a service called Enclosed that delivers designer lingerie to your lady month after month. It's like a flower of the month or a beer of the month, but instead of flowers, she gets surprised with ultra-high-end lingerie. And this is seriously high-end stuff, the kind of quality that really impresses you and your lady. Enclosed was specifically designed to help guys find gifts for their wives, and Enclosed is all about helping you make her happy. With Enclosed, it is effortless to you, as custom-created lingerie is selected just for your lady and the, they back up the gift with a 100% size guarantee so you can never worry about the fit. You can join now more than 30,000 couples that love enclosed, and I'll give you a little gift. Right now, you can get $25 off your enclosed gift. Just go to enclosedlingerie.com and enter the code WIDE at checkout, and you save $25 off of any enclosed gift. Why not give your wife something that really reflects and deepens the connection between you two? Something that would never give your, you'd never give your mother that's enclosedlingerie.com, promo code WIDE for $25 off the best gift ever. So, guys, definitely check out enclosedlingerie.com, a new sponsor here for Wide Men Can't Jump, and we appreciate them. Use the promo code WIDE to save $25 and save it right now over at enclosedlingerie.com. All right. Okay, hold on. Yes. My big Canadian brain is hard at work here. Okay. There has got to be some kind of a deal we can swing with the lingerie and our other fine <laughs> sponsor, the Cam the Cam Man. Wildfreecam.com. <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a connection there somehow. And if there's not, then you're not thinking hard enough. And I'm thinking somehow we got to get a hold of one of our previous sponsors because Offensive Crayons has just got to get in there somehow. <laughs> well, there, we could, where there's we, a will, we there's could a order. Way. We could order a rather uh, big, uh, I don't know what to call it, uh, sexy outfit, and the loser of the T Wolves uh, Sixers matchup this year will have to don that. I don't know oh, if Jesus I want to do that Christ. game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and we film it, and it goes on wild cam. Oh God! There you go. Oh Lord! But uh, speaking of yeah, the things that we're filming, you might not want to pay. Ugh. Speaking of prices you might not want to pay, how about last night 
the University of Kentucky took on the University of Duke. Oh my goodness! Did they? Now I know. Did they? I watched Duke. Yeah. Well, they were in the building uh, for the game. I, watched, I know that much. I watched Duke do shoot around against the University of Kentucky. Oh my God! What a beating! What a beating that was. So, Tim, I know you watched it. I watched the whole game. Tr, I watched did you happen to it. watch it? I watched it. I uh, I made uh, Robin watch it with me, kind of um, trying to uh, break her in, so to speak, to have have a uh, wider variety of viewing besides the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett were as advertised. Uh, even Cam Reddish, who was like number three, the quiet member of the, you know, threesome. You looked up and he had like 19 points in early in the second half and whatnot. Like, you know, he, he's a guy who'd be number one. They out Kentucky, Kentucky, pretty much is what, you know, my my feeling is that, you know, every year Cal Perry gets all of the top guys, and this year he didn't. The top three went to Duke, and without them, Duke's good. Duke played. It, it seemed like two two different styles of play. If uh, Zion or RJ had the ball, it was pro style, and then if they were chilling for a couple of minutes due to foul trouble or taking a break or whatever, they would play like a legitimate college team. I, I think you know, I think if they keep their head, that team's strong enough and no injuries to just barrel through everybody yeah i think so too and i was actually i'll be the first to tell you uh zion williamson coming out of of high school i was like eh kid's just a dunker he's not really a a big time like shot uh, he's not a good shot he's not a pure scorer nah he's just one of those eh, i can dunk the bomb athletic no this dude can do everything. He can shoot. He can pass. He can jump. He can dribble. Some of the passes he had last night were just unreal that he was getting off. He just leads a guy down the court, perfect pocket pass, boom. And I'm like, my God, this guy. Like, how did – why did we – why have we not seen these highlights? Why are we only seeing him dunk? I mean, I get he's a good dunker, but, geez, the other things he can do are just insane. Yeah, uh, if if you saw him, I mean, it's no secret to anybody that knew the guy. But if you saw him, you know, whenever he left his feet, he's got a 45-inch vertical. And just, he's so he's not that tall. He's only 6'7", but with that vertical leap and the quickness and just overall talent, you can't stop the guy. And if you try to with double, triple teams, they're going to burn you outside. They're going to burn you. With, they're, they're just loaded going to burn you anyway yeah and you're looking at rj barrett who you even told me or commented last night rj barrett was one of the best pure scorers since the likes of kevin durant that you had seen and and watching him be able to hang in the air and do those things that guys that are freshmen in college shouldn't be able to do he just glides through the air hangs there and when everybody else is coming down then he puts the shot up just special yeah at first that first shot was incredible um, where he hung. <clears throat> Should have been an N1. And uh, Tim, I'm sure, is gloating that he's a Canadian-born athlete, which uh, he's the toughest <laughs> non-hockey Canadian I think I've ever seen. Basketball, they're a little soft usually, but he's pretty tough. 
on top of that it. Williamson boy looks like he could uh, I wouldn't want to meet him in a back alley anywhere oh god no he looks like he could throw yeah, him down if he had dude. to I'll he's definitely one a guy dude, that, one of a kind player. One guy you need to talk about, though, that played last night was Jack White. He's the captain yeah. of of the team. He, and this he left, guy. He left ahead. the white stripes for one night to play college basketball. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Not as talented. You, you know, he said he was actually just going to do a rack and tours thing, but he decided to come play ball. So. Uh, nobody gets that one. Deep. Okay. What? So it's the same didn't play. Plays in the Rapids. Same didn't play State. All three of us trying to jump in. We did. Go ahead. But he did so much last night that you don't see guys do. That dude got on the floor and he did not stop. He reminded me of a a TJ McConnell, a Marcus Smart type of player. The the way he was out there and he hustled and he made those little plays and. He was doing so much for that Duke team. He's an important part of this team that nobody's going to talk about. You're going to hear about Cam Reddish and Zion Williamson and R.J. Barrett, and you should, as as good as they looked last night. But I think Jack White's a guy you got to talk about. Well, I know one thing. The last basketball college basketball game I watched was the national championship game. And if you'd have put that Duke team that I watched yesterday out on the floor in that game, they would have wiped the floor with either of those two teams. It wouldn't even have been close. And that's saying something, because Villanova had a pretty good team. But that Duke team, they just... How do you stop that? Flatten well, their tires. Have, I, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, the only way that stops is when, when Duke... When when they get tired or they screw up and have a bad game. But I don't know how you defend all of that, especially in the college game. Well, I, I just don't see it. It's going to be a long year for people who don't like Duke, I can tell you that. To extend your point, they're deep. You know, when they when they had quote garbage time, the guys were still like super talented that they had in. You know what I mean? They would they would be the number one or number two well, option any other school in the country. I mean, you guys watch it more than me, but is it not unusual for a? Okay, I mean, it's what that's the their first game of the season, I guess, really. But when yeah. a number four comes out and plays a number two and. Now, okay, the rankings are what they are some years, but when they come out and blow away a team that's supposed to be, you know, Kentucky, generally speaking, pretty good team, ranked top five, blah, 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 blah. That game was not in doubt, what, a minute into the game? Yeah, I mean, they took off. They took off early. I mean, they put up a 59 points in both halves, which is absurd for college basketball. Um, not only that, but then they, they also end up just playing the guard. And, and did you see who came off the bench? Uh, probably like their 12th guy on the bench was David Robinson's kid, <laughs> the Admiral. Yeah. I mean, how, I mean, how often do you see in college a, a four place a two and they throw up basically 60 and 60 I mean, it's 59 and 59 close enough. Yeah. I mean, that's outrageous. That game yeah, they wasn't have, even they, close. Now, somebody tell me, is Kansas any better than Kentucky? No. Yeah, okay. So they're ranked oh, first. Oh, so Kentucky. Kentucky. I'm sorry. Yeah, if, they're, if they're, Kansas is ranked number one. So I'm going to assume they're better, well, supposed to be better than Kentucky, right? 
In theory. Uh, argue, arguably, yeah. Okay, in theory. So so basically we're already – we're one game into the season, and I'm looking at the schedule and going, okay, who's going to beat these guys? There isn't anybody they're gonna, that they play that should beat them. They should be undefeated short of shooting themselves in the foot, which <coughs> does have some previous um, – uh, record of doing. Occasionally, they'll beat themselves, but uh, they're gonna they're gonna be a tough. I, I pity anyone who has to play them, and particularly in in Cameron, because uh, the only be... the only team in my eyes that has a legitimate shot at causing Duke problems. Now, I don't know if anybody can really beat them. If they shoot like they shot last night, nobody's gonna beat them. You might as well figure that. Because they shot the ball like I think Williamson was like eleven of thirteen or something shooting like something ridiculous. Um but if if they have an off night, the only team that I think will really give them a run might be Syracuse, just because of how long that zone can be and how entrapping it can be and you're gonna be dealing with, you know, a lot of guys who are used to man because man to man nobody's gonna touch them. You're going to have to run a zone. You're going to have to try and keep the ball out of R.J. Barrett's hands. You're going to have to keep the ball out of uh, Zion Williamson's hands. And a zone can slow Williamson down. If you kind of maybe do a box one up on Barrett, you could slow him. You're going to have to basically force Cam Reddish to beat you, which he can. He's that good. But, again, that's the only team I would see giving them a lot of fits would be a Syracuse-type team, a zone team, or a team that would press them and wear them out. But – other than that, I just don't see it. They, they're clearly the most talented team in the country in terms of college basketball this year. <laughs> they're three. They're, they're three. Their big three only almost outscored the entire Kentucky team. They had they put up eighty three. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> That's scary. They don't. They don't need much from anywhere else to. Uh, you know, most nights, 83 points in college basketball is probably going to get you a win most <laughs> evenings. So, most Radish, time, Ra- yeah. Radish is from nearby Norristown, Pennsylvania. I always like to give a shout-out to my local boys, uh, which is, I don't know, 20 they, minutes they, or so away from Clifton Heights. All I know was, and I said, and I'm hard, far from being a college basketball expert, but if I didn't know... And I turned that game on. I would have said, "Why are these men playing these boys? What's yeah? Is this some kind of exhibition game or charity game or something? Because those guys are like what the the, the Globetrotters and the and the Washington Generals didn't get their uniforms on time, and they're wearing <laughs> Duke and Kentucky uniforms or something. Because it was ugly at some points well, in I, that game. Just I they think scored at that. I think you're looking at a system that has become somewhat mildly flawed because of the fact you have a lot of people that are are forced to play college basketball. I think R.J. Barrett needed a year of college. I do, honestly. As good of a scorer as he is, I don't think his body's ready for the NBA yet. Zion Williamson no, can he, play in the NBA today. I think Zion Williamson could step out on the court with any team and make them better. Uh, Barrett probably could as well, but I don't know. Barrett, he looks good. I don't know about him yet. Like I think he's a great scorer, 
He could probably play in the league, but I would want him to mature a little bit just body-wise, maybe get a little bit bigger. But Zion Williamson could step out on the court right now and just and play with anybody in the NBA. He could easily be the next big thing. And we could be watching the next big superstar emerging right before us. Well, he, remind, yeah. he reminded me of a, of a mini shack in a way. He's built like a brick shithouse. He doesn't look like anybody could move him around out there unless he wants to be moved. He, he just dominated. It, it, was, it was something to watch, and I hate Duke with passion. But that was one hell of a performance. That's all I know. Well, that's another thing. These kids are – I mean, I never had the hatred of Duke like a lot of people do, but they're such an exciting duo. I mean, I don't mean to diss Radish and the rest of the squad, but, uh, you know, Barrett and Williamson are such an exciting duo that it doesn't even seem like it's a Duke team. You know, Duke always has that guy you hate. You can't hate those two guys. No. Yeah, they don't have any uh, – there's no uh, – what's his name? I've already forgotten his name. He was that important. Christian Leitner? Grayson no, Allen? the one that they just – Grace, yeah, yeah, Allen. He's, I mean, they, they got nobody like that on the team this year, or at least that I saw. <laughs> motherfucker. Is it a rule that you have to be white and go to Duke to be hated? <laughs> it kind of seems like that's the rule. Yeah, all the black guys are cool. <laughs> <laughs> Get the token white guy just with a little flip there in Cameron. Okay, then we have to hate James White then, apparently. That's the rule. No, I'm kidding. James White, he's a great player. I actually like James White. Well, you have to hate him just for Jack White. His name is not James White. His name is James Privileged. Oh, boy. (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, enough of that. (laughs) We move on. Let's uh, let's take a second here. We need to thank some sponsors. Real quick, Hold let's up. go ahead and do that. Hold up. Go ahead. Oh, you did it? Did you kill it yet? Okay. Um, real quick, live update. Uh, Sixers jumped out to a 15-4 to lead, and now it's 34-33 Indiana. Go Sixers. Bunch of, bunch of dicks. Well, on that happy note, if you'd like to sue your team, I know who you can call. <laughs> Have you been injured on the job, facing divorce, experiencing workplace discrimination, you can rely on a compassionate, thorough representation at New Law Office. That's right. The practicing law of Stephen P. New. He has practiced areas of personal injury, automobile accidents, workplace accidents, mesothelioma law, social security disability, unfair insurance practices, family law, and employment discrimination. Mr. New is a proud sponsor of Wide Men Can't Jump, is a big basketball fan, and also pro wrestling fan in the West Virginia area. Stephen P. New will fight for you and will represent you whether it be locally or nationally. Get your free consultation today by dialing 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com today. Again, that's 1-888-692-8084 or visit newlawoffice.com today. Big thanks to our sponsor, the law offices at Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com. Um, we got to do a little a, bit of, do a spoof yeah. of that for the for the uh, Sixers. <laughs> uh, are your shoulders imbalanced? Do your three point yeah. shots go crazily wild and miss the backboard? Do oh you rent God. space in another man's head and yet lose to him every time you play him? If you have these problems, call. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 
Oh, man. Call Drew P. Oh, God. That, that got me. You actually just completely ruined. I was going to do Bush League tonight, but you just completely ruined it, and I'm okay with it. It's <laughs> call call T.R. Shock at this number if you don't trust the process. I was going to bring up okay, Bush right. League and have that Markel, Sh- Markel Fultz shot on Bush League tonight, but good Lord. Oh, fuck me. Did, did, did you see that, Tom? Uh. Oh man! I saw a, a, a it's properly pronounced GIF, right? Uh, a GIF of it. Yeah, where GIF, GIF. GIF. Oh god, yeah. He was the called the new just, Flash Brother. Yeah, he just yeah, looks fucking yeah. heartbroken when that thing misses by three feet, and and they show him and his his unbalanced shoulders shrug down like he has the weight of the world on him, and it's just like fuck. I never should have made that shot because God, that was ugly. Yeah. Poor guy. I don't know who said I feel, that. I feel for him because he's taking a lot of shit, and I don't know if it's really his fault or not. I don't really think. Well, I mean, I, think I blame the I blame the team more than him. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and other teams. He's a second round talent, but guys that are scouts around the league just saw that fucking wingspan and the points per game and didn't actually watch him play. He wasn't very good. He's like a second round talent. Yeah, it's not unlike Mister uh, Mister Embiid, who I feel no sympathy for when he takes shit. Because that man has a gigantic ego and a big, big mouth. So sometimes you get it back. When when you do that, you get it back. You have to live with it. But like I said, right. I don't ever hear faults. Faults, I don't hear him saying anything in the press or or anything like that. So I've, I feel sort of sorry for him that he takes so yeah, much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to hate a special needs person. But anyway. <laughs> God. <laughs> Well, there's the Tom Robinson I know. Oh, He's man. Back. <laughs> God. Man, oh, that, that was, was beautiful. That was rough. That was but, uh, left field, too. <laughs> it hurts to laugh. It, it hurts me to laugh. Damn appendix. That one fucking snuck up on me. Well, you better turn off the sound when you play this next segment, then, because... Oh, God. Well... We're going to save that one for the end. Uh, quick and update. Be, you better put a disclaimer on that one, too. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'm saving that for, for, for later in the that, show. That but got, I will say that this. That got a little nasty. The Minnesota Timberwolves have made it perfectly clear now. They are now willing to trade Jimmy Butler to anyone except the Houston Rockets. Apparently. Oh. Oh. Hopefully the Sixers will pull the trigger after the, tonight's game. They're only down three at this point, but they're looking like they always do. I'll tell you oh, what, I, you I, get... I never, I, I got lost. Uh, I'm sorry. If, if hopefully everybody that's listening has been listening since the beginning. I started to diss Paul Pierce and them, and I, I kind of uh, went somewhere else. They were saying JJ Reddick should be starting. Um, JJ Reddick's like 47 years old, and if you're a playoff team, you're going to start that guy and wear his legs out now. What are you, I mean, that's why I said they should listen to us. He's literally, he's in his 16th year in the league. He can't start game five or whatever, the fu- game 11, I'm sorry, and, you know, play valuable minutes and still be around. And, and unless you're LeBron James and you're in hyperbolic chambers and shit like that, J.J. Redick can't afford that. His legs will be dead by game 50. J.J. Redick is so old that in, like, the player guide and – and on the on the uh, in the stats, they had to widen out the age column to three digits just for him. Damn, it rough. He's only he's only thirty four, but he <laughs> but it seems like he's been seems like he's played 34. for like twenty five years. 
Yeah, 34 in hoop years is like 1 in 08. No, that's what, uh, 204 in dog years? Pretty old. Yep. Give or take. Or something like that. Six, seven, but whatever it is. Did you happen to notice that last week, uh, did you? Did you, anybody happen to see Derrick Rose on Halloween dress up as Derrick Rose from 2011 and show up to play for the T-Wolves last week as he dropped 50 points? Yeah, I, I saw so, it. I, I mean, uh, I don't. I assume Tim right. saw at least the high, high, highlights of it, but um, I saw a bit of it. But I, to be honest, I, I wasn't. I mean, I caught it, but was it really? I watched that it. That was they. The Wolves got a huge win in, uh, against at home against Utah. Derrick Rose has his career high fifty points, and that's also the day my son was born. So that was. Uh, wow. Pretty good day for me, if I could say that. I mean, they probably shot Derrick Rose full of some type of experimental drug that night. <laughs> they may have. Because I don't think he, I don't think he played the next he game. He didn't play that good when he was good. <laughs> but he, he really did. Yeah, like 50 points looked great. Poor, good, TR. Poor Cade, poor Cade is in Nate's arms, just experiencing life for the first valuable seconds. And Derrick Rose <laughs> is going off, and Nate's jumping up and down with this. This kid going, what the hell is this big gorilla doing to me? You know, <laughs> good thing they got like 14-foot ceilings at Bush Manor. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was an interesting little thing that happened there. But uh, one thing that I did get to do today was after I got home from my appendectomy surgery yesterday and I got home this morning, uh, I did have a chance to talk with Dave DeFore, who is from On the NBA with Dave DeFore podcast, Big-time NBA uh, host presence on Twitter, and he's a really interesting guy. Me and him talked a lot about a lot of things around the league, so I'm going to go ahead and go to that conversation right now, and we'll be back on the other side of that. So with no further ado, gentlemen, let's jump to that. But you guys have anything to add before I get to that? Uh, just real quick. Uh, just real quick on me about Derek Rose. There's more to that story because Derek is – Besides the obvious knee injuries and so forth, he's a troubled guy. He's a, he's a guy who's had his ups and downs where, if you remember last year when he was playing for Cleveland, like the whole team didn't mind when he took time off because he needed to get his shit together. You know, I hate to be Mauro Ranallo here, but there was a little mental illness going on there besides the physical ailments. So that's why when he dropped 50, you didn't hear any negative comments. Twitter was ablaze with other NBA players. Like, you got it. You know, that was awesome. D-Rose, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. uh, so it was a good kind of feel-good moment for him to play like he can play and, and block out all the demons that are in his head and whatnot. So, that's Yeah, all. and he broke down. He broke down on the interview afterward. Uh, you know, he said how great he felt. And he's like, he busts his ass to do stuff like this. So, yeah, I felt good for Rose. Really did. And I, I was glad to see that he was able to – to uh, to get that kind of game. So I really felt good for him. But on that note, let's go to my interview with Dave DeFore. Joining me now is Dave DeFore, the host of On the NBA with Dave DeFore. Dave, thanks for joining me. Uh, thanks for having me. I'm I'm now fired up because of the round ball rock. Um, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to compose myself and, and, and give you what you want. <laughs> if you want some kind of like unemotional analysis, 
after hearing round ball oh, rock, no. and like, man, got got goosebumps. To me, that was the best music for any sport, anytime, anywhere. Like, I always got pumped for that. Every time I heard that, I'm like, oh, something serious is about to happen. So How much does it bum you out? out? How much does it bum you out that NBC actually made that available for uh, ESPN or TNT to use, and that they don't? I, I don't understand Aaron? it. It was always it was always the best. I was always ready for that. And anytime I hear that music, all I can think of, for some reason in my head, the most fondest memory is Sam Perkins hitting a three in the NBA Finals against the Lakers when he played for uh, the Pacers. So that that's just memories that you that stick with you. And I'm not even a Pacers fan or a Lakers fan, but for some reason I, I remember that. And that, that song just kind of sticks with me. And when I hear that song, I think NBA. I think this is playoff time. This is big time, and I love it. So that's why I try to incorporate it here on the show. Yeah, I, I think it's great. What a great idea. I appreciate it. But, Dave, let's go ahead and talk about some some hoops. That's why everybody's here listening. What, to you, of all the teams, and we'll start in the Eastern Conference because the Eastern Conference has been kind of a uh, – they've been down the past few years, but I, I think no more. The East is finally starting to develop some top-tier talent that – may have a shot against some of the West contenders. Uh, who would you say right now, you got Toronto sitting on top, Milwaukee's up there, Boston's down at four, not exactly where people pictured them. Who would be your biggest surprise so far in the East in terms of overperforming? Um, I, you know what? I think that almost every team is kind of performing, at least as well, like the, the teams that are good are all performing kind of where I expected them to, to be honest with you. It's more of the bad that's been a surprise. It's the Wizards being so horrific. It's Boston's offense still being so bad. It's the Sixers still struggling to kind of figure out how they're going to implement faults and, and you know, actually be a good team whether, rather than a team that just won 16 games to end the season and really just got hot there and, and won 53 games. Um that's more the surprise for me. Like, I, I expected the Raptors to be really good. I, I expected the Bucks to be better with a, with a competent coach. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess maybe the Pacers, because I thought they, they had a, a – last season was kind of a surprise, and I thought they outperformed their roster and, and their expectations, but they've been really good. They're, they're continuing it somehow, uh, despite the fact that I still don't think they shoot enough threes. Um, They've been better than I anticipated. You know, one team out of the East that surprised me so far has been the Brooklyn Nets. Right now, if the playoffs started today, they'd be sitting at that seventh seed. And I was a firm believer that Brooklyn was going to be a bottom dweller this year, just waiting for next season after some of the moves they've made. But they've really performed well uh, coming into this season. Well, it helps that you got a guy like Karis LeVert who's having a breakout year. And he's just been fantastic uh, in last night's game. Uh, pumped in another 26 points. And then uh, they got good coaching, and that matters quite a bit. And, and so, you know, they're young, so I don't expect them to actually make the playoffs. But uh, they're going to play hard every night. They're going to play smart every night, and, and that stuff matters. And then when you get young guys like Garrison Burt and Spencer Dinwiddie and Jared Allen, guys, they're going to go out and they're going to try hard every single night. So they give themselves a shot to win. And this is the, the difference between what Brooklyn's doing and what other tanking teams might be doing is that Brooklyn, while they may be a little bit lower on talent are actually trying to, to win basketball games 
every single night. So um, I, I think that that gives you a shot. Now, are they going to make playoffs? I doubt it. I, I don't think they will. But, uh, you know, it, it, so far, so good. It, it looks pretty good. Uh, again, Karis Levert with the breakout season. And then I'm a huge believer in Jared Allen. And so, um, I don't know, crazier things have happened. Yeah, I like Allen myself. I, I've liked him ever since I saw that afro, and I was like, oh, this guy right here, I like this. I like that. Yeah. Uh, he, he's just a different kind of player, and I, I like what he can do. He, he's good when it comes to cleaning up on the glass, and he's just a good all-around basketball player. But one more thing on the Eastern Conference before we jump to the West. Um, Markel Fultz in Philadelphia, you brought it up earlier. My co-host, TR, is a huge Sixers fan, and he is lives and, and breathes the Sixers. He is not – a Markel Fultz believer. He believes there's something mental blocking Fultz from being successful in the league right now. And there's a lot of people that are starting to believe that maybe the only thing stopping Fultz right now is Fultz and his mental stability. What say you to that? Um, I honestly don't know with Fultz. Um, yeah, there's a there's a mental component. His trainer came out the other day and said he's, he's still hurt uh, because, you know, he, it's making him look bad. Um, I honestly don't know. I, I do think that, you know, we're not in bus zone yet because last season you just have to throw it out the window. So this is really like kind of his rookie season. I do think the Sixers are making a mistake by not uh, starting J.J. Redick. By, by throwing folks into what was the best lineup in the league last year, I, I think it's a huge mistake. There's a lot of pressure there. And they need to win games. You know, like they need to be concerned with getting – home court advantage in the playoffs. I think that's important for them. Uh, like it should be for any good young team, you know, to play at home is a huge advantage. So I, I do think we're, we're coming to the point where the experiment is probably going to end pretty soon. He's been, he's been really bad. He's shown some flashes on defense. Uh, but the idea that you can play two guys in both and Simmons together that just will not shoot from behind the arc in 2018, that idea needs to go out the window. It just can't happen. I mean, you know, I was watching the game against the Bucks, and I, I think they, like, turn their back on Ben Simmons when he's standing at the three-point. They're literally daring them to shoot, and they're not shooting, and that's the biggest problem. So, um, I don't know, man. If, if I were the Sixers, I would experiment with uh, maybe sending them to Delaware, build that confidence up, you know, go play some lesser talent. Yeah, and that's the thing. He didn't play in the summer league. You saw him at summer league. He was kind of joking around behind uh... – the interview staff, when they were interviewing Luka Doncic, he was throwing up his signs and his hand gestures. Wasn't playing in summer league. And then he comes out and we see Luka Doncic, who's having a great season so far, and Fultz, who's really struggling. I think he's just got an immaturity level about him. I think he's bought into he's bought into his own hype. And I think Fultz is one of those guys that, in my opinion, is he, he was touted as a number one pick. And even when he was, I, I didn't understand why. And now I believe it's starting to show. And there's been a lot of people now that were believers of his last year and said, just wait, just wait, are now starting to say, okay, maybe we were wrong. I, what do you think? Do you think they were wrong? I never understood how the guy was a number one pick. Um, I watched him at Washington. He was not a very good shooter. He could create his own shot. But when you're down by, you know, 35, 40 points a game – you're really the only talent on the team. I never understood why he was considered the number one pick. I thought it was Jason Tatum. I thought Jason Tatum would be the best player in the draft. And, of course, hindsight's twenty twenty. It's easy for me to say that. 
But um, I was not high on Laurel Marketing that draft, so I'll just go ahead and say, no, I'm not an all-seer. So I didn't yeah, think I was wrong about Marketing, too. I was way wrong. Yeah, I thought Marketing would be whatever, but I didn't like Fultz. Um, it wasn't crazy about Lonzo, but I thought Jason Tatum was the number one. There was no ifs, ands, buts about it. Um, and I think I think Boston is just maybe the smartest team in the history. Uh <laughs> just for the swap they did with Philly to get Tatum because they got the guy they wanted. So Danny Ainge, I'm telling you, he deserves an award for how smart he is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he definitely pulled off a swindle, I think. And, and yeah. here's the thing about Fultz, man. Like, it is still so early that it's tough to tell. But, man, usually guys at this point – I mean, think about Simmons taking a year off, and he came in 10, 10 games in, we knew what he was. You know, usually that, that year off, yeah. and year of conditioning stuff, it, it pays off some, somewhere. Um, it, it's, I don't know, man. It's not looking great. Let's put it that way. And I think the start of this season really showed how valuable that trade in the middle of the season for Ilyasova and Marco Bellinelli last year was. Um, because that's when they hit the 17-game the win streak, when those two guys came in. And then when they walked, I had a feeling. I said, they're going to drip now. They're not going to be the team that everyone hopes that they are. And so far, they've unfortunately proven me right. So we'll see what happens moving forward with Philly, though. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be a wake up call. It is. Well, let's jump out west, and let me just go ahead and fire out the same questions. Uh, you see, Golden State sitting at one, Denver two, Portland three. Of course, early in the season, nobody gets your hopes up too high. It's very early on. Um, what are you seeing out west that's really surprising you in terms of good and bad? Uh, I mean, Utah is, is kind of bumming me out. I, I thought they were firmly going to be the second-best team in the West. You know, they, they really were the second-best team in the West closed last season, and uh, it just isn't there. You know, uh, Donovan Mitchell kind of having a rough start to the season. And, and they, I don't know, they've just got some weird fit issues happening right now, which is strange for a team that has so much continuity. Um, and they – I don't know. They're, they're figuring out how to play defense with the new rules, and I think that that might be part of what's bothering them so much. They're, they're going to be fine, but the slow start has me a little bit concerned. And as far as good, I mean, I think the Nuggets defense is, is something we should all be talking a little bit more about. We're now 10 games into the season, roughly, for everyone, and uh, they're still defending at a super high level. So uh, this might be real. I mean, it, it, it is early. I will still say that 12% of the season or whatever we're at, is early, but there are a lot of signs that, that they can keep this up. And uh, I think that they're putting Jokic in a better position to succeed defensively, and that's important. And then, you know, their, their backup point guard situation has kind of been weird the last few years, and now it seems like they've found a guy in Monty Morris. So, you know, the production doesn't just tank when Murray or, or Harris or Jokic are on the bench. So uh, that's been pretty huge for them. But uh, other than that, again – everything's kind of playing out the way I thought it would. Houston has looked bad, uh, especially defensively. Losing a reason in Bahamute, that's, that's a huge loss. So, of course, I'm not surprised there. Um, OKC, with their injuries and stuff, I'm not shocked that they have, have gotten off to a, a slow start. Uh, they're turning it around on the defensive end, which is good to see. But, uh, you know, I, I expected they were going to be a top four, top five team in the, in the West. And that's not looking great at the moment. But, you know, it is a little early for that team. That that team is built so that it can actually go on a run, and, and you know we'll, we'll mostly beat every bad team that plays uh, when healthy. 
Um, and then the Lakers not not really having a roster that that works for winning basketball games is also not a surprise to me. So uh, I, I think they're going to make some moves and, and turning around. But uh, you know, as currently constructed, you know, I, I'm not shocked by how they've come out of the gate. Yeah, the Lakers were at a seven to two uh, chance to make the to make the finals according to Vegas odds earlier in the year, and I scoffed and laughed at that quite a bit. I said, I don't even know if this Lakers team's gonna <laughs> gonna smell the playoffs this year. I eventually said that they would, but I, it's again we're early in the season, but they have not looked like a great team like everyone said they would. Um, but I agree with you on Denver. I, I actually said Denver would finish higher in the season than what the Lakers did preseason. Um, so I, I had Denver at four, maybe five. I didn't expect them to come out of the gates like this. And they still don't even have Will Barton back yet, and he's a key piece to that team, especially after they moved Wilson Chandler. But they just seem to be putting it all together, and I really like what they're doing out there in Denver. Jokic is, is just a monster underneath, and – he is, to me, what Carl Anthony Towns should be at this point. It's just unfortunate in Minnesota that Towns is stuck with an old-school-style coach with all kinds of drama around him, and he signs that big extension. And I'm a Wolves fan, Dave, just personally here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this has been a rough, rough – yeah, thank you. It's been rough for me as a Wolves fan watching this team, and especially Jimmy Butler and this whole drama that's been going on. So I'm a little fed up with all things Thibodeau Butler at this point in time. What do you think about that situation up in Minnesota? I mean, I think Jimmy Butler is doing the right thing. You know, they can't pay him what he wants, and uh, he wants out. I think that, you know, while it looks from the outside, it looks bad. I think if you understand the dynamics that play within the NBA and the power structure and things like that, I think it makes a lot of sense to do what he's doing. Uh, you know, Tom Thibodeau clearly is a guy who's going to be on the way out. The, the organization itself has been a mess for years. Uh, and, and I think there's a lot of people trying to paint this as it's like it's uh, Tom Thibodeau's fault. But the truth is Tom Thibodeau wasn't the one who decided to extend Andrew Wiggins. That wasn't his call, you know, Ownership made that call. That was Glenn Taylor having Andrew Wiggins promise that he was going to get better. You know, like this this idea that Tom Thibodeau has been anything less than successful there is a weird one. I would argue Tom Thibodeau, the GM, has been better than Tom Thibodeau, the coach. He is. He actually went out and got Jimmy Butler and made made the playoffs. He put together a team that made the playoffs. They hadn't made the playoffs in how many seasons? Fourteen. Fourteen. That's, that's successful. When, when you're when the owner of your team says we need to make the playoffs and you can deliver and remember this was a three seed before Jimmy Butler got hurt at the end of last year, I mean yeah. that that's huge that's huge. So you know it, we're he's being painted with this brush of failure. The truth is the failure as a coach I think is more worth talking about where he hasn't been able to get Andrew Wiggins to defend uh, although he is a little bit better. Uh, he hasn't been able to get Carl Anthony Towns to defend. He doesn't find a way to get Towns involved in the offense enough. Those are those are relevant. But the the GM stuff, it, it, that's full. I mean, you know, yes, you, you would like to, uh, you know, not not trade uh, Lowry marketing, right? Um, but uh, yeah. okay, hindsight's twenty twenty. You you take the Jimmy Butler trade ten times out of ten, I and mean, you just do it. So 
Uh, I, I think that the situation is not great. And unfortunately, Tom Thibodeau is kind of the guy stuck in the middle. And he certainly doesn't want to trade Jimmy Butler. But it, it's going to happen. The Butler trade is going to happen. I, I imagine it will be around December 15th or, you know, sometime between December 15th and the first of the year because you'll have a lot of guys who signed this summer who have been eligible to be traded. Um, and then I think Tom Thibodeau maybe finishes out the season and is fired. Maybe he doesn't. And we'll see. Um, I don't see how they make the playoffs without Jimmy Butler. Oh, I, I don't believe they're going to make the playoffs this season. I'm just, you know, as a realistic fan and, and a person who watches the game, I understand that this team is nowhere near going to the playoffs. And, and, and I'm okay with that. I just want, as a fan, the drama to stop. I like the Kogi, the kid we drafted. I really he's wish we could get rid of Jimmy. And Oh, I, I like him. Kids, he's got talent. Um, I'm hoping we can – he can be moved and we can get – a decent return. I didn't like the four draft picks from Houston deal. Um, I would have rather had Josh Richardson and the draft pick from Miami personally, but, you know, it is what it is. You're not going to get the value that you think you deserve. So it's time to make the move soon. And as you said, December would probably be a good time to do it. So I'm hoping this can all end soon. And it's, it's going to be egg on the face of the organization. And hopefully we can bring in a guy who's going to let the, these young players – run and play basketball and not just say, okay, we got to set up a system. we got to slow it down, yada, yada. I think they need to run. And I've noticed when they do get out and run and fast break, man, they are tough to stop in terms of offense. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, so, um, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be really interesting. And, and, you know, I'll be interested in, in hearing, Tom Thibodeau's kind of uh, take on this when he's no longer coaching the, the Wolves. Yeah, me too. What do you think of the Sacramento Kings right now? They have really overperformed, in my opinion. They're sitting at the sixth spot at six and four right now out west. Uh, they're fun, man. They're a lot of fun. And I love that they're leaning into being fun. You know, if you're going to be bad, you might as well be, you know, might as well be fun too. De'Aaron Fox is showing everybody the, the reason I was really high on him. I actually. I, I, if I were the Lakers, I'd be really upset I didn't take him, too. I think that he's a real player. Like, there's there's great uh, character stuff there. There's, you know, a lot of intangibles. But the on-court stuff is, is also important. He might be the fastest guy in the league, especially with the ball in his hands. And uh, the shot has always looked good to me, and now it's actually dropping. And then you've got Buddy Heald coming into his own. He, he's been really good, actually. Uh, he was good last year. And this year, he, he kind of turned it up a notch. And then Willie Cauley-Stein finally having a role that's defined and sticking to that role and playing really well. One of the best screeners in the Western Conference. And so, you put all that together, you're going to win some games. Also, Bagley's been pretty fun. So, they, they've got quite a bit going on there. I don't think it's real. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs or anything. But, uh, you know, the, the future is a little bit brighter in Sacramento. And hopefully, they don't ruin it by doing something stupid. That that's that's it, right? That's all I want to say. I don't want to, I don't want to get too high because they always mess it up by doing something dumb. So the, my hope is they just let it run out. You know, win your twenty-five to thirty games this year, and, and then you know double down on what you're already doing and stay young and don't do anything stupid. Although I have thrown out the idea that they should maybe reach out uh, as a potential Jimmy Butler landing spot. Yeah. 
Um, the Monia Bialicia, who they added from the Wolves last season, who refused to play with the 76ers, which I thought was funny. Uh, he's averaging 14 points a game, almost six rebounds per game, really doing well out in Sacramento. Uh, he's really expanded his role out there. And I think the addition of a guy like Amon Shumpert to kind of maybe teach these young guys, because he's more of a defensive presence, on how to play defense and to play it well. Uh, they just have a good mix in terms of young talent, with some veterans who know what they're doing in the league. And I think it's starting to show on this team. Now, again, I don't think they'll make the playoffs either. But if you're Sacramento, you know, you got to be saying, finally, the pendulum is swinging our way for once. Uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, it's, it's not a bad spot to be in. No, definitely not. And, uh, you know, you mentioned the Lakers earlier about maybe they need to – uh, make a trade, make some moves to get this team ready and be available for the and make the postseason. Who do you think for the Lakers they need to get rid of? Well, who's some of the players that need to go? Everybody but LeBron should be on the table. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like that that's sort of what you like what you sign up for when you sign LeBron. Okay. Sure. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's nobody there that, that is untouchable as far as I'm concerned. And as a matter of fact, I, I'm expecting Jimmy uh, – not Jimmy uh, – Brandon Ingram to, uh, to to be on the move this season. I think they're going to move him. Those two have shown, like, they're not going to be able to play together. Brandon Ingram can't play off of LeBron. Um, he's been been a lot better with, uh, with LeBron off the court. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that everybody's on the table. They can all be moved. Except for uh, – KCP, who actually has a no-trade clause. <laughs> well, yeah, he, I think he's going to stick around. But are there anybody else in the league that you can look at, other than say, you know, of course Jimmy Butler's going to get moved, and of course, you know, you mentioned all those players for the Lakers. Is there anybody else of all the teams in the league that you're looking at right now going, you know what, this guy needs to be moved, stat. And I'll go ahead and throw one towards you that I've been saying for the past year and a half. I think it's time for Otto Porter to get out of Washington. But is there anybody else you think needs to be traded? I think Washington would be dumb to trade Otto Porter. Like, they need to keep him, right? Like, now, as a fan, I'd love to see him go to a better situation. But but the truth is, Otto Porter is a really good player. They need to move John Wall. Like, John Wall is a guy, like, if you're the Wizards and you want to succeed, you want to be trying to move John Wall right now before that contract extension kicks in when you can actually get something for him. This team is currently constructed – they're two years over uh, their blow-up date. I mean, they, they just waited way too long. So, um, yeah, I, I just uh, – I, I think Wall is the guy, obviously Butler. And outside of that, there's not a lot of guys that are, are really candidates to be moved. And this is something I've brought up, you know, to go back to the Lakers. Who are they going to get? Right? There's this idea that they're just going to go out, they're going to they're gonna solve all their problems. Well, they're going to be solving their problems with guys like, I don't know, Wayne Ellington, which – is, he's a fine player, but he's not a needle mover like uh, Jimmy Butler or Kawhi Leonard. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But uh, it's, it's a weird year. It really is. And, and I've been kind of down on Otto Porter for a while. I think he's a good player, but I think he got way too much money for his value. And I think he it's making that, that situation tough. And I, I'm high on Kelly Oubre personally. Um, so I've, I've been thinking, per, I've been thinking, I think it's time that they move Otto Porter, but they need to do something there because it's clearly not working. And even moving John Wall, as you said, something's got to give in Washington soon. 
Yeah, I think, and I think it is coming to a head. I mean, you know, Zach Lowe wrote his piece, Stephen A. Smith talking about it. Like, that kind of stuff actually does matter. You know, I, I know it sounds weird to say, but it, it really does. Like, PR matters, and, and these guys in the, in the front offices, they read everything. They're, they're out there checking out yeah. everything. And, you know, it's not – the other thing is it's not like they don't know that this is, a, that this is an issue. You know, the, the Wizards definitely know this, and they're definitely going to be trying to make moves. And, you know, there are calls happening all the time. The problem is, who are they going to get? Again, it goes back to this. It's a weird year for player movement because just not a lot of, like, needle movers. You know, um, you got to try to trick someone into falling in love with John Wall. I, I threw out John Wall for Jimmy Butler. <laughs> I thought people were going to, do it. you know, kind of lose it. I'd oh, do it. of course you would. I'd yeah, of course. I'd do it. <laughs> I don't think the Wizards fans would like it, but I'd, I'd love it as a Wolves fan. Let's do it. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, Dave, thank you so much for jumping on. I think I've taken way too much of your time as it is. I kept you a little longer than what I said I would. But thank you so oh, much good, for getting man. on. Oh, good, man. It's my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Not a problem. It's, this is like your thank flu you game. Getting on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is like my flu game, my appendix game. But uh, we do appreciate you getting on and talking a little hoops with us. And uh, I'll definitely make sure that I let the people know where to find you. I know you're not one to plug your stuff, as we talked about yeah. earlier. But I'll have – I'll have Dave. If you're looking for Dave, you can look on the show notes. I'll definitely have Dave's info listed. So don't miss out. He, and he tweets a lot, too, during the season. <laughs> Thanks a lot, I follow yeah. his tweets. I, I, I follow his tweets, and they're actually very enjoyable. So check him out at Dave DeFore NBA on Twitter. And, again, he's the host of On the NBA with Dave DeFore. Thank you so much, Dave. I really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, appreciate you having me, man. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. All right, man. Take care. We want to invite you to check out our sponsor, WowFreeCam.com. For everything you could ever want and imagine in a cam site, it's finally here. It's wowfreecam.com. You can log on right now and go look at some beautiful women, men, and whatever else your heart desires. Wowfreecam.com limits absolutely nothing to your effect, and you can join right now and go check out all the fun over on wowfreecam.com. Make sure that you are 18 or older before checking out the site, but we want to give our oldest sponsor some love here on Wide Men Can't Jump and the Wide Men Network. Wowfreecam.com have been with us from the beginning, and we want you to enjoy all the riches they have to offer. So check it out now. You don't know what you're missing. Wowfreecam.com must be 18 or older. Again, a big thanks to Dave DeFore and to WowFreeCam.com for all of their contributions to the show and every show as WowFreeCam.com brings you. And I don't know if you guys noticed, I've been kind of using the old school ads that we had for WowFreeCam and Stephen P. New tonight as well to go with our anniversary feel. Yes, sir. That's a, a nice touch. Thank you. I do what I, I, thought I can. That, I thought, um, I thought he was a good guest, um, you know, upbeat and and 
uh, stood by his opinions if they differed from you, but in a, in a respectful way. So uh, I like that guy. I'm going to check out his show. Yeah, yeah, really good guy. Uh, really knows his stuff about hoops. And a, a really fun guy to follow on Twitter, if you're on Twitter. So check him out. The Dave DeFour, it's D-A-V-E-D-U-F-O-U-R. Check it out. He's a good guest, a great guy, too. Tim, you still with us, buddy? I'm here, big man. Oh, man. Well, Tim is still here. TR is still here. I'm still here. And hopefully you're still with us here on this anniversary edition one year. Can you believe it's been a year, fellas, already? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my body weight can, my sore knee can, my my uh, ever changing life can. Yes, uh, but I'm uh, a glorious one year uh, with a lot of unbelievable guests, a lot of unbelievable segments, spur of the moment things, uh, and who can forget the immortal Darky Darky? What is it? Darky, Darky Johnson. Darky Johnson. The gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, <laughs> legend. Oh, man, I, I swear to you, if anybody has NBA 2K, I'm going to create Darkie Johnson and make Soon him a playable character. be a character. major motion picture, the Darkie Johnson story. <laughs> He's going to have the same disease that uh, Sammy Sosa has, but it's the other way. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a reverse Michael Jackson? Yes. <laughs> we'll call it the moonwalk because it's a reverse Michael Jackson. Hey, you. <laughs> oh. Well, quick wit. What are you on that? What are you on that? West Virginia Percocet down there for the golf bladder throwing out the Michael Jackson joke? <laughs> that wasn't that good. No, sir. No, sir. All good. All good. But we do want to thank everybody for this year. It's been a great year. Just thousands and thousands of downloads and listens and just, you know, well beyond our expectations. Our great sponsors, everybody that's helped make this show what it is and. We wanted to save this last segment here um, before we wind down and kind of give our thoughts on this past year. We had one more segment left here that Tim and I got to do. TR hasn't heard it yet. But if anybody <laughs> listened to the old show way back when, back when we were on Livecast, we used to have what we called the Seggy with Karen. Karen Seggy. And if you were fond of that, you're going to love this because for tonight. We have brought back Karen's Seggy here on Wide Men Can't Jump for the one-year anniversary show. Are you guys as excited for this as I am? I said, give, make a disclaimer now before you before you play it. Yes, uh, if you are easily offended, you may want to fast forward. Uh, but things get if you things get a little a raw, little 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 raw, yeah, a little raunchy. But that's that's the way we like it. So, you guys, um, hopefully you enjoy this. Karen returns here on our one-year anniversary show, and we thank her very much for her contributions. And you hear a lot about what's going on with her, and we just have fun. So, and sit back and enjoy it, and we'll be back on the other side to wrap up here on the anniversary show, and we'll do a, maybe a little uh, scoring updates on the games going on currently. So, we'll see what's going on there. So, here's our talk with Karen at Joe Met Fan on Twitter. Enjoy. Hello from Canada. Well, hello, Karen. How are you this evening? 
I'm doing really good. How are you guys? Doing Karen, great. Karen, Karen, Karen. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Thank you. One year. Can you believe we've made it that long <laughs> and they haven't thrown I us know. off the air it's, yet? It's so exciting. It is. We I actually. Fell asleep, uh, I fell asleep on the Sixers tonight. They got blown out. <laughs> oh, did they? I think I actually well, played. At least they, uh, they got blown. That's not so bad, then. Not so bad. <laughs> Tim yeah, Dombrova, ladies you. and gentlemen. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I took the six tonight away. as well, minus four and a half, and that didn't pay off at all. I got killed in gambling this weekend. Oh, yeah? What were some oh, of the things you took this weekend? Well, I had um, Friday night. I lost a really big bet that I really loved. I, I love the Celtics, and I, I did the Celtics money line. And I got Victor Oladipo load. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Oh. I, I, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe that game. That was such a shock. The Celtics were winning by four with less than a minute left, and lost. Oh. Well, oh. you know, you should have covered my football picks today, and you'd have made back all your money and then some. Oh man, I would have. I need a strong man. I need a strong man in my life that makes good decisions. Yeah. There you go, Tim. There you go, Tim. Well, you know, hey, never say never. Never say never. You know what I mean? I could be so good to you. I need a loyal man. There we go. This is my kind of talk. No, things are heating up on why men can't jump. Maybe why men can't jump. We haven't had you on in a while, and I've missed you. The last time you were on, I was out in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> so I didn't even get to talk to you, and I missed you. Yeah, I missed you too so much. Like I really enjoyed doing Wide Men. Um, <laughs> it, it was like <laughs> no, I didn't it was, know that was it a joke. Really, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, I'm sorry. It was a real. It was a real good experience. You know what I mean? To like branch out and do sports. And I even like sports more now than I did back then. So I, I can really talk about sports. But Jim, I want to go back to you. Okay. Back to you, yeah. Tim. Yeah, you Tim. yeah. Make your pitch. Um, like, I could, we could have a great date. Like, we could go to dinner and yeah. then make sports bets. There you go. And then w- watch the games in bed. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was going to say, I'm, I'm a Canadian. I'm pretty straightforward with it. We can skip the dinner. Probably most of the games, even. But I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and you get, right, really get right down lately. to the farm animals in the bed, you know. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, well, hey, why not? You know, if you're going to go. Yeah. I'm looking really I heard that good from Tom. Lately. That's a, that's a, a Tom. That's Tom rubbing off on me. He says, you know, just go if you're gonna go, just go full speed. No point in diddly daddling. <laughs> so how's the year been so far? I haven't been listening because I was so busy with my own show, and then that oh, show it's, ended. It's been a it's been a whirlwind of of a year for us here. We've been. Uh, 
staying busy. We got great, great people helping us out, great sponsors. Um, you know, we, we get shows out all the time. We've branched out. We do more than just basketball now. Um, Tim and Tom usually put out a betting show every week on their picks for the week. Um, we post our picks. I pick, uh, I do basketball handicapping. Tim and Tom do football and hockey, uh, picks on the weekends. Tim does, uh, hockey every, every day. And I do basketball every day. We've had some great guests, uh, got on all kinds of platforms and we're, we're doing great over here. And, you know, we talked to, uh, Chris Scamuffa earlier and he, you know, he was great. Wished us a happy one year. And we do appreciate him, uh, for doing so. And he helped us out big time. And, uh, you know, with, we would uh, have, yeah, I don't really- think, you made a good decision to get out of that place. <laughs> <laughs> we support our friends over at LaughCast. We, we, we couldn't trust Robinson to get there and get home. He was so yeah. drunk by the time the show was over. We, 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 that was getting dangerous, <laughs> we did, so we, we had to pull we him out did of there. Worry, we actually did worry about Tom's drinking while on the show at LaughCast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you go back and watch um, some of those early videos, you were just like, "Good lord, the man oh, went through a twelve pack in an hour." He's just fucking hammered, and he's pounding them back faster than he can open them. It's crazy. <laughs> well, so this is so exciting. So anyway, like, um, Laughcast is ending—not ending, uh-huh. but like, because um, Chris and Michelle are having a baby. And yeah, he had mentioned that. He- he had mentioned that he was slowing down some because of the baby. So um, I beat him to the punch, and I, like, stopped our show because um, I didn't want to have, like, an irregular, um, you know, I didn't want to have to cancel a show every time a baby shit is diaper, you know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Trust me, I'm oh, going yeah, through like it right you, now. Yeah, like, so you have a kid, too, and, like, I'm not into that. That's why I'm I'm with Tim right now because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no problems there. We got that covered. <laughs> I don't fuck with kids. Yeah, you know, like. I understand. Um, um, so I need I need all my man's attention. <laughs> I I totally get that. Totally get that. You know and, what I mean? Uh, my boy was that, just born. Knows? Actually, my born my baby was just born um, this past Wednesday. Halloween, he was born. Oh, my God. Demon child. Yeah. Demon child. <laughs> but, yeah, he was just so born. I've been... He's doing Go good. Ahead, Go tell ahead. me about your kid. Yeah. No, you tell me about your kid. Oh, he's, he's a happy little thing. He's just been keeping Mommy and Daddy up all night. Other than that, he's doing good. <laughs> So I, th- I, I think we Daddy should, up uh, all while night. we got Karen on, I, the, on, on here. I can keep Daddy up all night. Oh, God. Go. <laughs> Let me play a little music. Oh, yo, I know what I want to ask you. How was Prego sex? <laughs> <laughs> well, for, when you're a fat man, every time it's Prego sex. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Prego. I love Prego. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a dyke for Prego chick. Oh goodness, that's funny. I love this where this show is going. I am really getting into this. Yeah, I really I like gonna... how their tits get bigger and their areolas get bigger. 
<laughs> yeah, you get you get some major uh, cleavage increase if you're if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, and um, the only thing is the, posi- the positions have to change, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, lay on them. Not so much when you're a wide guy already, you know. True. <laughs> you know, you're already working from a, you know, there are a few things that are, are out unless your wife is extremely, or your, I shouldn't even say wife, your partner is extremely brave and doesn't fear being crushed, as Robinson would say. But I, I had this, I, I had this idea, Nate. I think we should get, we should get Karen on uh, thinking up a, 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 an offensive color for our, those crayons. Oh God, we should. Karen, we were sponsored uh, recently by Offensive Crayons, and you can check them out at OffensiveCrayons.com. They bring out the worst oh, in you. But there are some amazing colors oh, God. in this box, yeah. some of which we cannot reveal on air. Uh, no. <laughs> there's a few good ones. Um, <laughs> we we definitely Offensive don't want to... Colors. <laughs> Offensive colors, yes. Um We'll go ahead and, and, and give a couple out here that we, that aren't the worst. Um, that sounds like a Trump speech. <laughs> well, see, I know. Karen will be good at this. She'll come up with a color that's awesome. I know speaking, it. Speaking of the devil, the color orange in this box is actually called presidential. So, <laughs> oh really? Yeah, yeah. So some of them are you know are just ha ha funny, and then there are some that are well racist funny. If you're a yeah, person who doesn't mind that kind of humor. Oh, no, no, please, no, not that. Yeah, there's, there's one or two that, well, we won't we won't repeat those ones. We refuse to, no. uh, we wouldn't name them there's on a, the air. There's a few I can't name on the air. Some that'll just make you go, oh, God. <laughs> well, like Viagra Blue uh, that or whatever can make they you have. go, oh, God. Somewhat humorous. <laughs> Boner Pill Blue was a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, I like Boner that Boner Pill one. Blue. That, that was that a one. good one. I can make you go, oh, God. Well, could you? <laughs> I can make both you guys go, oh, God. I can make both you guys go, oh, God. Like, I can um, take care of you guys, and then they call it skiing. <laughs> to take care of both of you at one time. Well, see, I was headed towards my... the screaming eagle myself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I can dress up like a cheerleader because it's about sports. She laughs for Screaming Eagle. you got to love that. I could dress up like a cheerleader because it's like sports, except I wouldn't wear panties. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, Folks, if you're yeah. new to the show, go back in the archives and take a listen to some of Karen's Seggy <laughs> that we've had in the past. Uh, Seggy, and you'll yeah. understand why this is classic wide men can't jump. <laughs> yeah, I missed it. But like the, oh. the really interesting thing was like sometimes you guys would be like, "We have on a good guest tonight. Um, you can't come on." <laughs> <laughs> well, see, so, no, we took care of that though because the we have the round table, which is nothing is off limits, and uh, the pick show. Even anal. Also, no guests. We oh, talk God. about whatever you want to talk about. On the round table, <laughs> nothing's off limits. Even anal. Nothing. Even. Nothing. Some of the stuff we talked about on that show would, oh yeah, there, there's no limits, no boundaries. We, we we promised ourselves we wouldn't be limited to anything, and if somebody wants to talk about something, yeah, 
Bring it on. Well, I would like to come back on on the round table. I would like to get on the round table. You probably want to be on the round table. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> and I just go round and round to each new cock. It's a it's a buffet table. Oh God. Self serve round table. There you go. So that's what they meant in King Arthur's Court all those years ago. Yeah, those guys were all. Swings. They, 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 those two, those guys all were switch hitters. Come on. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing so what, wrong with that. Nothing wrong Tim, with that. what no. were your picks today? Everybody who won. I didn't get anything really? wrong today. I was 10 and today. Can, I, I can actually read Tim's picks off today, too. Read them picks. They were beautiful. Yes. They were good. Uh, Tim went with Chicago minus 10 against Buffalo. Kansas City minus awesome. 8 against the Browns. Awesome. Miami minus Miami minus three versus the Jets. Mm. The, Vi- the Vikings minus five against the Lions. Atlanta Atlanta versus Washington with Washington getting two. Uh, oh, yeah. Tampa and Carolina with Tampa getting six and a half. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, versus, Pittsburgh versus Baltimore um, minus three for the Ravens. Houston versus Denver. Denver getting one and a half. Chargers over Seattle. That game was even. And the Rams, two and a half to the Saints. Tim took the Saints. Um, Two and a half to the Rams. Saints were at home, so Tim took the Saints. Uh, Packers and Patriots. Right now he took the Pats, minus five and a half. And Dallas against Tennessee, he took Dallas. So he's two away from a perfect week. Oh, my God. That is so, so no, those, hot. Are those oh yes? Were those were those agreements with the picks, or was that a sexual thing? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so hot. Your picks are so hot. Yeah. There we go. Oh yeah, yeah. See, Karen and I, Ooh. Karen and I are gonna get along just great. Oh, I can Ooh. see this already. I can tell, and I hate Canadian yeah. connection. I hate that TR was Ooh, unavailable yeah. tonight. Just to, I was hoping he'd be here, but you know, Tim also is a hockey uh, handicapper as well. He's 112 and 93 this year in the NHL. So he's uh, plus 19 picking NHL picks. At 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 um, money line or goal line. Well, up here, up here we have we. I can't do either of those things from Canada. We have Sports Select up here. It's called. Um, you got to pick. You got to pick at least three games, and you have to get them all right. But a twenty-dollar bet wins you about, uh, depending on the odds, around about one hundred and sixty-five. Uh, last night I was four and zero, oh, and if I'd have put a hundred bucks mm-hmm. on, I didn't bet anything. But if I'd have put a hundred dollars on the games, I would have won sixteen hundred bucks. And did you bet anything on your NFL wins today? I didn't. I, 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 I'm, I'm not a money spender because if I'd have put money on it, I'd have been 0-10. Huh. I got the Robinson curse. As long as oh I don't put God. money on this it, I do, I, I do well if I don't it. bet money. If I bet we money, I, I do horrible. We put the picks out to help the people out there win. I, right now, am 57-47-1 in NBA handicapping. That's against wow. the spread, and, and that's uh, against the spread and the over and unders. So yeah, that's not bad. Now I'm ten games pull, over. If you can pull anywhere from fifty-five to sixty percent, if you can get them right, you'll make money. Yeah. Well, after tonight, we may be down a little bit, but so far we've been doing pretty good. <laughs> and I know uh, 
TR's betting with the units, and his unit bets are usually really good. He's usually making you quite a bit of money. So he hit pretty big with uh, Iowa last night and with um, who's the other guarantee he, he had, Tim? He pulled 200 bucks on Troy State. <laughs> That's insane. I'm sitting there going, oh I, I, I don't even know where Troy State is. And he's like, oh, no, I'll take those. I'll take them for four units quite confidently, he says. Sure enough, bingo. He knew. I think their slogan is a Trojan, you know? (laughs) Oh, God, I saw that coming. I should have saw it coming. (laughs) Well, now we're going to have to talk about it. We're going to have to talk about Southern California now for sure. One time my boyfriend was having sex with me, and the condom broke, and I got so scared, and I took an HIV test, but it was negative. Well, good. Oh, yeah, I was the luckiest that. girl yeah. in the world. Yeah, see, I guess that's a worry for that, isn't it? I never thought oh, about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I was scary. the luckiest girl in the world. I'm an old. I'm old. I, I grew up in, uh, I was so lucky. I grew up, well, I guess you did too, for the most part anyway, because we don't talk about a lady's age on this show, but I know you're friends with Tom, so I have a rough idea of how old you might be. Back in the uh, in the in the 80s when you didn't really have to worry about too much of that stuff. And even yeah. more so up here, and even most so, more so up here in Canada, where that was, we didn't even know what that was back in the eighties. Mm, yeah, you had a lot of good Canadian pussy, you know. Oh, there was. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> me out. Mm. That's all I can say. <laughs> and they're Canadian down to get. They're, they're down to go all the way, you know. Oh, the Canadian girls are just loose. They're horrible. Oh God! Terrible slums. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. We got to have Karen back on next week, Sunday. Right, eight cool. Sunday, eight o'clock round table. Be there. One more, one more thing I want to ask you before we let you go, because I know uh, you're busy and we're busy as well. And we want to thank you again for coming on the anniversary show, and uh, we'll definitely have you back on soon. But uh, that'll be fun, yeah. yeah. Do you have any maybe older some stories about TR since you guys are old friends that uh, you could share with? Maybe one, just one quick one you could share with us about some, some just something funny or something interesting that you guys have, have had happen in your past. I have such a bad memory of those days because I was so drug-addled, you know. But um, let me see. Let me see. Oh yeah, well, like, it could be from last um, week. <laughs> no, um, like I don't know. Like one time, oh yeah, like he threw a <laughs> he threw a hey, show what? in a biker bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, he, like yeah. a pagan biker bar, and was telling me that, and I was like, I really, I was like, I needed coke to perform, and he was telling me he couldn't get any in the club, <laughs> okay, and that was so <laughs> bullshit, because it was like, you know, mess, you know, it was the mess capital <laughs> of the world, but, um, were you there for the infamous uh, Tom Robinson song dance? Oh, my God. no. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's Oh my god. Was but he's a real he was really good. He really protected me and he really looked out for me, you know. And he was so funny. 
Well, he speaks. You know, uh, you know Karen, I well of you, so. He does, and, and we love Tom yep, as he well. Does. He Tom's the best. We just love getting to hear old stories about him. But I actually did check out some of your stand up um, on YouTube one time, or at least when uh, when Karen was Danny, I should say. And you were really funny. Like I really enjoyed your set that I watched online. Hey. I really. Hey, thank you. That means a lot to me. You made my day. Well, I'm going to really? come you... out of the closet now, and uh, I listened to your podcast, uh, the show where you had the blowout with your... Uh... Yeah. Um, but it was entertaining, so, I must say. So, yeah, I, 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 uh, I love that I do good on these things, but it's so much pressure right now. We, um, we finished our season one, and I'm just chilling, like, because I... I um, I, I can't hack it. Well, it's a lot of work. There's a lot more work that goes into podcasting than what people know. And it's between Tim and Tom and myself, when you don't do stay one, busy. Yeah, people don't realize how hard it is to come up with something to talk about <laughs> and and have it be funny. Yeah, but that that makes me feel so good that you guys listen to my stand up and. And our podcast, Monumental Waste of Time, we'll come back to for a season two, when and where we don't know how yet. But well, you just, just uh, you just drop us a line on the uh, Twitter or Facebook or wherever, and when you feel like you you got something you want to say or you feel like being on, just let us know and we'll we'll uh, find. Oh time. my God, that's so that's so kind. Congratulations on one year, and Nate, yeah. I hope you're. Um, baby's doing better. Oh, he's doing great. And all right, good. And just congratulations on one year, and thanks, guys, for the opportunity. We, we did some great shows when I was coming on every week. We did. We hope we, we'll get you back real soon. Get you on uh, one of our Sunday night roundtables where anything goes, and we will have a okay, blast. Cool. <laughs> okay, Sweet. cool. Okay, cool. That's the best. Thanks, Karen. All right, good take night. care. You too. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. There she is. That's Karen. Tim and I had a chance to talk with her. TR, what do you think? That's uh I'm a little jealous with uh Tim specifically flirting with my boy I mean my girl there. That was actually a Freudian, <laughs> that was a Freudian slip. Um all kidding aside, Karen uh taught a lot of us um when you get an appearance uh when she was formerly known as Danny Ozark, for instance, on uh, Kid Chris, which was a pretty popular afternoon show here in Philly, uh, when you get a chance to get an appearance on any show, make the most of it. And, you know, that's, uh, it sounds like, you know, pretty obvious advice, but after you do a spot here and there, you get what she's saying, and she always comes through. Um, and I can't wait to have her back, you know. She's cracking me up over here just listening to you guys talking to her. So if you're listening, Karen, uh, thanks for stopping by, and uh, I'll check in with you soon. Yeah, and and it's great to have Karen on, great to have Muff on, and Dave, Dave DeFore as well, and Tim and TR, and, and it's been great. It's been a great year, and we hope you guys enjoyed this kind of year retrospect. Uh, we talked a little basketball, 
talked a little bit what's going on. Right now, the Sixers are leading the Pacers heading into the fourth, 78-71. The Heat defeated the Spurs tonight, 95-88, totally destroying my pick of the Spurs plus two, but that's all right. Um, The Thunder did defeat the Cavaliers. 95-86, 95-86, to 86, as the Cavs now fall to 1-10 and 10 on the season. Here come the Thunder. TR, what have we said? Here Five they come. Five in a row, I think. Five in yep. a row, I think. Actually, I think it's six. They were 0-4, were they not? Okay. Okay, down six in a row. Okay. Uh, Detroit beat Orlando tonight, 103-96. to 96. And the Knicks are looking to put away the Hawks. It's 103-98 with just under two minutes to go, so still anybody's game there. Denver's leading the Grizzlies right now. Uh, the Pelicans are up on the Bulls late in the fourth. Jazz are just dominating the Mavericks. And a couple late games coming your way. Tim's Toronto Raptors are taking on a very surprising Sacramento Kings. And Kawhi Leonard's actually playing tonight. So that one should be a surprise. And then, of course, dysfunctional mania. The Timberwolves take on the Lakers. So if you want to watch two teams who should be better, tune into dysfunctional mania on ESPN tonight. I have a, I heard a rumor that the Queen actually phoned Kawhi Leonard and told him he better play tonight. Oh, did she? <laughs> or his uh, apparently his, Butler his, is his, playing his work permits and stuff were in jeopardy if he didn't uh, if he didn't play tonight. So, nah. on a well, on a good. side did note, did you see did you see what did you see what Kawhi Leonard? And much to my dismay, because I am not a Kawhi fan after last year and his his apparent mental illness and and relying on his uncle and so forth, but. Damn, did he make Ben Simmons look bad. He he destroyed Ben Simmons when Toronto played the Sixers. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw that. Every, uh, ben, I don't know how many turnovers Simmons had, but every one that there seemed to be, Kawhi was around. And uh, glad that he's uh, missing games and so forth because, you know, he's making me look dumb. Uh, I thought he would be like a couple games and gone again just wanting to go to L.A. But, hey, man. Good luck to him if he if he's got his stuff together, but I just didn't see it happening. So we'll see what what plays out. We'll he's see where, keep where that ends up for a season, so he can cash in on that big. You want to make that big deal in the sky for next year, so. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll see where that ends up. As uh, right now, it, it kind of seems. And remember, we kind of scoffed at the. Uh, we had a guy on earlier in the season who said Memphis could be a playoff team. Right now, Memphis is sitting in the playoffs. And I'm kind of looking back at my scoff going, you know, maybe he wasn't so crazy after all. They're hanging right with the Denver Nuggets tonight. So, who knows? I mean, and on a side note, of, on a side note of, of illogical things that are happening in the world, Philly uh, is, is playing okay against Indiana, and the main reason is Robert Covington. He's, he just he's been playing like Zion Williamson. Dunked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And now Fultz tried the same thing. Jesus Christ. Anyway, enough of that. Here we go. Uh, Oh, I don't know what that was. Did you just see that dunk attempt by Mr. Fultz? Yeah. That was ugly. Well, folks, we want to thank you guys. We want to thank you guys for tuning in to the show tonight. It's our one-year anniversary. We hope you enjoyed it. We invite you to check us out on all the shows that we do, whether it be the Tim and Tom show, the Pick show, Sunday Night Roundtable, uh, Wide Man Can't Score, or any other show that we do here on the network at blogtalkradio.com slash uh, Wide Men Can't Jump. Well, did anybody it? listen to Wide Men Can't Score this week? I've kind of been in the uh, hospital, not, so I've been a little busy. 
All right. Well, full full disclosure, I came up with an. I think I might have come up with a new name, but I'll have to run it by you guys. Okay. Well, we'll have to check that out. But uh, we do want to thank you guys for listening in. Thanks to WowFreeCam.com. Thanks to the law offices of Stephen P. New at NewLawOffice.com. Thanks to Enclosed.com. Remember, you can use promo code WIDE to save $25 off your first month of sexy lingerie for your wife or girlfriend. Make sure you get on that, fellas. What? Karen. Or your Karen, whatever whatever it is you need in your life. Karen, sexy lingerie. There you go. Also, check us out on Patreon.com. Just saying. Just check it out. Patreon.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump, where you can become a member of our Patreon account and donate to the show. Get all kinds of special perks and things headed your way. Make sure you check it out. We're on iTunes, Podcast Static, Stitcher, Google Play, FM Flash, iHeartRadio, and much, much more. You can follow Tim at Tileman68 on Twitter. TR's at TR Shock. I'm at MMITM Nathan. Of course, follow the show page at Wide Jump. Jump in on our Wide Men Can't Jump. Uh, secret group on Facebook. If you want in, just hit us up. We'll get you in. And on there, we have our picks of the week, a lot of discussions. Armando Martinez likes to bust Tom's balls about Markel Fultz. That's always fun. We thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> and Thomas Bain's always on there talking oh, about Armando. sports betting as well, and we appreciate him on there as well. We have a great time on there with our picks of the, the week bastard. and things of that nature. He tried to parse my buzz on my 11-0. and 0. Not Thomas Bain, that guy. It was it was uh, it was one of those and who, weeks. And who, and who screwed my perfect week? Who the Cowboys? Fucking Dallas Cowboys! Those useless fuckers! I could have told you yeah. that. Ten and one's not bad though. Pretty good week. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> eleven and one. But, but still, or eleven and one. Excuse me, eleven and one. It's still a good week. Well, whatever you do, don't bet on Tampa. That's all I'll tell you to do. But thanks everybody for listening in. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Tim, you got anything to add? Uh, I just want to I just want to fire out there, uh, boys. It's been a pretty interesting year. I uh, never would have thought if you'd have told me this a year ago we'd be still doing it, still yapping. Wouldn't have believed you. But we're headed for bigger and better, hopefully. And uh, I just wanted to let you know I, I appreciate all you guys do, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing this. So uh, don't want it to end anytime soon. Me, everybody, and I appreciate it. We love you, Tr. Anything you want to add? Nah, uh, just go Pacers. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, pretty much the same. Uh, great, great to hang for a year with my two old buddies from another podcast world, and uh, hopefully we've switched a few over our way, and we're doing pretty good. And uh, through the ups and downs of life, uh, 2019 should be a lot more stable as far as scheduling and so forth. I know I say that a lot, but I mean it. So, anyway, thank you guys, and uh, that's it from me. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. We appreciate it. These two knuckleheads are two of my best buddies in the world. Couldn't do it without them. Thanks to all our listeners out there, and let's keep it going for another year. TR, send us home. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. You can download this and any other episode from our network at iTunes, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pod Paradise, Google Play, Player FM, and anywhere you find your favorite podcast. This show has been brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New at newlawoffice.com, facebook.com slash makeupkennedy, and wowfreecam.com. 
You can also follow us on Twitter at Wide Jump. You can follow us on Instagram at Wide Men Can't Jump and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Also, rate the show and tell us how we did. If you love us, please give us a five-star rating. Again, thanks for listening to this episode on the Wide Men Radio Network. Tune in, same time, same place, for the Wide Men Radio Network at blogtalkradio.com slash Wide Men Can't Jump.